Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Welcome to Wilford Watches Podcast. Thank you for joining on the live stream if you're here in the chats. We are going to go through a special award show today. An award show that is brought to you by the fans and listeners of the show. Um, I have my good friend Robert uh, at The Beam on the line with me today. Hey, Robert. Hey, how's it going today? It's going very well, my friend. Thank you for joining. Uh, and uh, I have not told Robert the results of these fan uh, results, so I can't wait to get his opinions. But before we do that, um, as I said, we're in the YouTube. We're on the Twitter. Please share with your friends if you want to uh, have more people in the chat with yourself. So thank you guys for joining. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you. We are also now... This episode is being recorded and sent out on the airwaves by way of the Social Suplex Network. So big thanks to Jeremy and Rich and uh, all the guys over there um, for including me in the Social Suplex team. So thank you guys. Uh, you can find Wilford Watches now on that feed as well. So hashtag Markout Mentions before we get into the action. I want to say hey to at uh, Kevin C Wrestling and at Do It With Flair On. Both of those two bloggers had me on the past week um, and did a print version of an interview. Um, so I got to talk about why I love podcasting and wrestling. Uh, it's fantastic. Go check them out. I want to say hey to the patrons who have supported me um, in this first launch week. Anthony from Smart to Death, John, who's in the chat, Courtney, and Archie. Thank you so much for participating. Um, another quick hashtag markout mention before we get going to at BowlingJD on the Red Leaf Retrocast and at Foul underscore Original. Two people who have given me shoutouts on their show, so thank you. They've got some cool YouTube um, and audio. Uh, presentations out there for you and of course Mr. Warren Hayes thank you um, for uh, joining with me on the Kings of Chat Style we did this past weekend we had guest Laura Morrow from Diva Dirt and BJ Mendelson so that was lots of fun so just wanted to get those uh, thanks out of the way so here's what we did Robert we did I did a, uh, a survey and uh, this is uh, this podcast is still in its uh, infancy uh, we started about five months ago you had a big part, Robert, in the uh, Fights of the Roundtable, uh, where we spoke about women's wrestling, um, and we had a male version of 
uh, an episode, and the second part was a female version, which I think was lots of fun. So um, if you guys want to go back and listen to Robert and myself and John and uh, Amy and uh, Jen on that, please check it out on the archives. Um, so we're going to go through what the best, the worst, and all that good stuff is um, for New Japan Pro Wrestling this year and see what you guys voted for. Um, throughout the last couple of months, we had, um, let's see, we had over 170 results, um, so thank you guys for actually voting and participating, it's very exciting, and, uh, since Robert doesn't know the answers to, and the, and the, the answers to who won these, I'm gonna also ask him for his thoughts on what he thinks is the best and the worst of 2018, so... What's up to Old Apples on Periscope? Thank you for joining from the United Kingdom, buddy. Um, so we're going to kick it off from the very bottom. Last option here. You ready, Robert? I am ready. Awesome, man. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. You always have some very, very insightful opinions and perspectives. So thanks for hanging out with me, man. Um, we're going to start with the events of the year. Um, I gave an option on all of these to write in something so on some of these categories you're going to have some write-ins um uh but the events of the year i put up four options we had wrestle kingdom 12 kicked off the whole year the g1 climax tournament new japan's dominion and the best of the super juniors um robert real quick what what was your personal favorite event of 2018 uh, i voted for best of the super juniors and maybe that was more of a sentimental pick just because of what happened to Hiromu after it oh yeah uh, i i just think the match quality was really really good and i they don't get enough publicity so in my opinion it's you know that's why i made my vote the way i did probably the best one Overall, probably could have been, could have been, see, the G1 this year was good to me, but I don't think it was great. I think Wrestle Kingdom really, really to me, probably would have been number one, but I did vote for Best of the Super Juniors. I think that's a really fair point, though. I mean, with with uh, so much that happened this year, I mean, it's just been a crazy 2018 that it's easy to overlook the Super Juniors, uh, the, the Junior Heavyweights. Especially with the injury, that's that's. It's been a very tough year to to follow, but there were some fantastic matches over the year. So, I think that's totally fair assessments. Um, are you ready, Robert? To uh, I am ready to hear what you guys, the listener, voted. Let's see what they said. Just to build up to some anticipation, just want to say hey to Candy Floss. I love Candy Floss. She's from the UK. She's awesome. She's getting some uh, some airwave time on NXT UK. She's a fantastic pro wrestler. Um, anyway, so here we go. With 54 votes, Dominion was voted as the best event of the year. Um, second place was G1 Climax with 39. Wrestle Kingdom was third, voted by you guys. 35 votes and the best of the super juniors finished with 10 votes so i it's you know i think that this has to do with time wrestle kingdom 12 seems like a really long time away um so i am thinking that 
um, I think time, what's what's more fresh in our heads, might have something to do with that. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, is that well, is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. But it also the Kenny Omega effect. You know, Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's it's very hard when there was you know potentially match of the year decided right then and there, mm. and it. It's what people remember, like you said right now. Am I surprised Wrestle Kingdom wasn't second? Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, the G1 was really, really good, but there were individuals that were really good in the G1. The G1 as a whole kind of, there were some peaks and valleys to it. But that's his opinion. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. I think the G1 Climax was superb, and it it really it had a lot to match up with with the past couple of years but i think that it did really well with building some new names and really cementing jay white as as definitely on that top level i think that i think it did a lot of great things i, I had lots of lots of fun waking up often um, not to mention all the fantastic english commentary we got on every single show which was a, a really big accomplishment uh, as a fan to have um, yes. Unless, 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 okay, yeah. Well, it's never really had full English commentary before, but uh, we, we did get to uh, hear Excalibur, which is a very cool uh, sign of times to come, I think. Um, so, yeah, it does feel uh, like Wrestle Kingdom was was a very long time ago. The Wrestle Hub, thanks for stopping by um, and jumping in the chat. But uh, the next category... Uh, is going to be Young Lion of the Year. We had include. I spoke with my friend Archie when I was putting this together, and I said, do I include those on Excursion? Well, it turns out that didn't even really matter because the runaway winner with the biggest disparity in votes was Shota Umino with 79 votes. Just blew everyone out of the water. Shota is your Young Lion of the Year. Uh, Robert, what, was he your Young Lion of the Year? We had uh, we had Oka, Harai Kuwato, uh, Suji, Renteria in there. Uh, anybody else that you would put in the top of that list? I, I actually, I Shoto was probably because of the fact that he was showcased enough in the Young Lion matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Renteria has had the biggest growth. As a young line this year, I think his his ability in the ring, how he acts in the ring, his interviews—that's all accelerated forward. But the fans are probably right as far as who the best one was for the year, because from the start to the end, Shoto was the best. It's uh, it's hard to kind of uh, it's hard to vote on these because these guys are growing so quickly and developing at different speeds sometimes but most of the time they're growing very quickly and uh, to the extent that Shota was actually in the World Tag League so that's that's a, a great growth he's had um, I think I, I voted one time just to kick off the the survey and I think I voted for Oka because I'm a huge fan of even the great Okarn character I, I'm, I'm really liking that and I hope that that comes to New Japan I know some people are kind of iffy about it, but uh, I'm a big fan of Oka. Um, so Oka actually finished third, the great Okarn, with 20 votes. Second was a young man who's over in Mexico right now. 
um, was uh, Kuwato. And um, let's see, Red Narita got eight votes, Yumura got seven, and Kaiji with four votes. Uh, no write-ins there. So Shota Umino, the clear runner-up for the Young Lion of the Year. If anybody uh, has uh, some rebuttal to that in the chat, please feel free to let us know what you guys think. Uh, who was the who had the best event, best Young Lion. If you didn't get a chance to vote, you can vote right now in the chat and say what's up. All right, this one, Robert. I don't know how your hair level is because you got the enforcers on your uh, on your Twitter profile picture, and uh, yes, I do. So I don't know how much hair you personally have, but this one is the Tanahashi Hair Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, you saw the categories. I think you said you you voted um, a while back. Uh, who's your personal hair uh, achievement award? <laughs> For Robert's thoughts, I, I, I know me personally. I'm a big fan of Juice. I just like the fact of his the dreadlocks, and then there's some days he rubber bands it up, some days he doesn't. He just has a lot of fun with it. It's, it's a lot of work to keep dreads. Very cool. Yeah, a lot. That's a very strong point. Um, but not everybody agreed with you on that. Um, the overwhelming winner. I wouldn't say overwhelming, but it was it was um, it was pretty close at the end actually. Um, Sonata is your Tanahashi Hair Lifetime Achievement Award. Sonata um, has won this. Second place was Kota Ibushi, who made a late run in the votes. I was looking at this every few weeks, and uh, Sonata was cleaning house until. I don't know what happened, but Kota Ibushi made a very late run in this. Evil finished third. Hangman Page on 17. I know that uh, some ladies are going to be very disappointed with that. Some uh, men as well. Um, Suzuki and Naito tied on 13 votes. So, obviously, the data says Suzuki's hair is just as good as the other one. So, there's your... Your shocking results of the first one of the day. Juice came up with 12. And four people wrote in for Jay White. Jay White's got some good hair. I admit that. Uh, the people that voted for Sonata, it's, it's a, he has... It's funny. His hair gets talked about more than he talks. <laughs> it does. That's absolutely true. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, but 100% true. Now, we're going to get into the next group, and we're going to just keep keep uh, keep trucking along, guys. So thanks for joining in the chat room and listening. I appreciate it. But uh, next one is the heartthrob of the year. Um, I think I picked Sonata personally. And even though he just won the hair, he did not win the heartthrob category. Uh, Robert... Who's your heartthrob of the year out of the people that we have on here? And let me just read them off before you give your answer. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Ace of the Universe. Uh, Sho, Adam Page, Kota Ibushi, Sonata, and Yano Toru. Who's your guy? Who is your heartthrob? Who makes your heart skip a beat, Robert? Uh, you know, I... Mm. I kind of agree with you. Sonata just has that 
when he dresses in a suit. Oh Jesus! He like demands your attention. He really just oozes charisma, even though he doesn't speak uh, very often. He just has a very Ric Flair persona, like a much quieter, darker, goth Ric Flair, where he just kind of oozes wealth and 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 and, and sexual uh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I I think I voted for Sonata, but the winner with 44 votes. Was Kota Ibushi, my prop of the year, beating out Sonata in second by 20 votes, so a strong victory. Hangman Page did very well uh, with uh, 23 votes. I'm a little disappointed Yano Toru came in last on 9 votes. A little sad about that, but uh, that's that's okay. Uh, To each their own. Um, I'm pretty sure some of those votes for Yano came from Mr. Warren Hayes himself. So, anyways, <laughs> very cool stuff, guys. Very, uh, very strong Kota Ibushi run. So he's beautiful, but he doesn't have the best hair. That's what the data says. So let me just uh, hit up a couple of retweets. I'm sorry uh, to uh, do it with Flareon. She's saying that she's going to be sad if Hangman Page doesn't win the hair. Well, I'm very sorry. It was Sonata's year, and we'll have to vote more next year. It was Flair on Becca. Yes. My question, I have two people that weren't on that poll. Did nobody voted for Will Ospreay? I'm going to look in the write-in section for the, uh, who are we talking about? The uh, heartthrob? Let me take a look. Yeah. um, I mean, we did get quite a few write-ins, I will say. But I'm only going to make a note of it if they actually accumulated a couple of... Because there were some, some jackass you know comments on okay. here. So. <laughs> so, well, like, like Naito, maybe Will we got, Ospreay? Uh, we got two Jay Whites. Okay. We got... Uh, I'm probably... And these are anonymous, but I'm pretty sure John in the chat picked Sexy Chucky T. I'm pretty pretty sure about that. We got a Shingo. Oh, Shingo. Huh? We got uh, a Kenny... We got two Kennys, two Jay Whites, one Naito right in. That's oh, one, and then one Cody. I don't know if that's a uh, a joke or rib, but um, <laughs> yeah, some th- those are the right ins. Uh, what's up, Johnny Dead on Periscope? Thanks for joining, man. Um, so we have now advanced to the most underrated wrestler of the year. Um, and <laughs> John, John just replying on the chat to my Chucky e. T comment saying F out of here so uh, <laughs> you're getting exposed with your Chucky e. T love bud uh, <laughs> so underrated wrestler of the year this is always a very interesting one with, with award shows um, and websites we had here's the picks that I put out there I put Hiroki Goto. I think I picked Goto. Um, Tamatonga. I put the tag team of Conor Morrow and Desperado. Taichi. And Cody were the picks I had. Now, out of those picks, or or I don't know if you have somebody else, Robert, in mind, who is who has been underrated the most in 2018? 
can we reach out to our fan community and say Chucky e. T? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we. Uh... <laughs> uh, no, um, you know it's funny. In an opinion that you have a lot of good people on there, and people don't, people aren't respecting what what Despy and Katamaru are doing with those junior, uh, junior tag team belts. Exactly. I know. That's why I put them in there. They they have. If you if you just listen to them speak afterwards about you know we're going to do this and we're going to do that and this sort of thing. They constantly hype their matches, and they do the right thing as far as, like, what happened with the Wrestle Tag League. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, you're going to mess with Suzuki Gun, you're going to get all of us. And it's it's those kind of subtle things. And the way, I really like how how, uh, they play the true heel role. You know, between the between the alcohol and you know, Jesse pulling out every trick in the book. You can't you can't argue with their success. And yeah, they're not appreciated because half the time they didn't even get main events in the Super Junior Tag Team Tournament. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna put only singles competitors, but when I thought about putting this together, I thought the exact same thing you did, and I said. They're not getting enough credit. And I wanted to see if other people thought the same. Um, I want to just add to, to your point real quick. They've held that those titles for 275 days plus. Wow. Incredible. Um, no doubt. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, let's take a look. Uh, hey, Flame286, thanks for jumping in the chat, Miriam. Appreciate it. So, underrated wrestler of the year. Now, this one was a little closer. Very split opinions. We'll start at the bottom this time. We had uh, an overwhelming riot-in response for Tomohiro Ishii, who had six riot-ins. So, that's a very substantial amount of people who commented to add Ishii. Uh, Next up the ladder is Taichi. Got 17 votes. Now, all these votes were very close, so everybody does feel kind of... It's very split opinion. So, Taichi, Tomatonga with one more vote at 18, Cody with 23 votes. People thought Cody was the most underrated, which I found shocking. Kanemaru and Despi finished second with 28 votes, and Hiroki Goto is your most underrated wrestler of the year on 30 votes I I wasn't massively surprised but I was surprised at how close um, Suzuki Goon was actually I think and I know we're going to talk about this later but if you look at the Wrestle Kingdom card foreshadowing sure there is only three of Suzuki Goon in Wrestle Kingdom as of right now. The tag team and Zack Sabre Jr. That's, uh, that's mad. Guys, and then Zack Sabre, Zack Sabre Jr. is not even in a New Japan match. He's in a Rev Pro World title match. I mean, I don't know exactly. if you look into exactly. that, but that's shocking. Yeah, It, it seems like Again, now, 
I know they've had their problems in the past with New Japan management. But Daichi had a point when he said at the end of it, said, why is New Japan constantly out to screw Suzuki? I don't know. And with some of the backstage comments that um, uh, Taichi has been making in the past few events, he's also been vocal about his uh, his disappointment with the with the upper management. So I wonder how much of that is actually truth bleeding into the promo. Um, could have a point there. Fascinated to see what you guys think about Suzuki Goon and then being slighted. Um, so yeah, let's get to somebody. Now this is really a wild group. This is most overrated of the year. These are people who have been given too much and they haven't really totally earned it in your eyes. Um, we had these names that I, I chose, I put in there. I put in Kenny Omega. Jay White, G.O.D., who I selfishly picked. I think they're a little overrated. I'm sorry. Uh, Chris Jericho, which I thought would be an overwhelming win. Uh, Kushida and Tetsuya Naito. Now, out of those, the highest level of write-ins was Michael Elgin with three votes, which I thought that was interesting. Um, The last... Okay, at the bottom. Kushida with 14 votes. Tetsuya Naito with 16. Chris Jericho on 18 points or 18 votes. Switchblade Jay White with 23. G.O.D. on 24. And Kenny Omega on 25 votes is the most overrated wrestler in New Japan Pro Wrestling as voted by you guys. Robert, what do you think? I have no problems with that. I think if if you are a if you've enjoyed New Japan wrestling for years, you can understand why people would say Kenny Omega is overrated. Mm-hmm. If you're a current New Japan wrestling fan, you'd go, "Why? He's the champion. He's doing this that, and the other thing." But in his case, in his case, it's a matter of you love him or hate him. He said this to me before. So it's not surprising that he draws the top seed. Uh, I'm going to hedge you a little bit with G.O.D. They've been around for quite a while. And they've dealt with a lot of the ups and downs of New Japan. Mm -hmm. And yet still maintained who they are. And yeah, are they the most technical tag team in the world? No. Are they the most physical tag team in the world? No. But all I know is is when you can get someone in commentary to yell your finisher at the top of your lungs while doing commentary, mm-hmm. you're doing something right. When Rocky yells a shit <laughs> yeah. at the top of his lungs, mm-hmm. it, they're doing something right. Now, granted... It's not perfect, and but still, I, that's fair. It's that's just fair. an opinion. Like I said, I I tend to like them only because 
they say it like it is. Mm-hmm. They do. So that's kind of my thing, and that's why I like that. But, you know. No, that's totally, totally fair. Um, I just want to say we did have a write-in for Taichi. Um, we got a, we got two Young Bucks write-ins who were overrated. Um, and one for Goto, which I don't know. I find that fascinating. But Kenny Omega, you guys have voted, is the most overrated wrestler of the year, which I think is kind of fair based on popular opinion on the internet these days. Now, next was the match of the year. The matches that I put in here uh, were some of the big ones, of course. And I'm just going to get straight to the winner because uh, it was a landslide. Absolute landslide. Because the most overrated wrestler in your eyes, <laughs> Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada at Dominion, absolutely ran away with this with all six votes. Um, coming in second, a very distant second, was Ibushi versus Ishii. A very distant third was Tanahashi and Ibushi in the G1 Climax Final. Um, Robert, do you agree that uh, Okada Omega was the best match of the year? Probably. Uh, I really was a. I really enjoyed. I think the match was made great because of the fact that it had. It was a moment in time. It was yeah. the longest reign coming to an end, and it was a new champion stepping up to the forefront. And, of course, it went 17 hours and 72 minutes. Uh, I, I, Okada does an unbelievable job of telling a story in the ring. Oh, he certainly does. Which is... And I, it's nothing against Kenny Omega. The phenomenal wrestler can do things that most humans wish they could do. Yeah, absolutely. But, but that was his moment, and Okada did everything he could... To make that moment bigger, which is why the overwhelming majority voted for that match. I'll tell you that we had three write-ins for something that you had spoken about earlier for events of the year. We had three write-ins for the Super Junior uh, Finals, uh, Takahashi and Taiji. Um, so people did recognize the juniors um, in small numbers, but it was definitely recognized. Um, that got more votes than Okada versus Naito at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12 main events. So I think that, again, happens to do with the, the time. <laughs> because, no offense to Hiromu and Taichi, I definitely think Okada and Naito was a better match. Um, but again, it happened almost a whole year ago. So that's a long time um, from now. So Okada Omega Dominion absolutely dominated that one no question about it um next up we're going to talk about the tag division and i've combined the junior and the heavyweight together which i think is totally viable actually in real life too uh Robert, which was do you think which that, is, that's fair i think i think it's brilliant on your part because one of the great things that you get to see especially in the eight-man matches that they have or the six-man matches is you have the heavyweights, and you have the, the the heavyweights and the juniors battling against each other. I mean, we just saw it with the the whole the whole dream team scenario versus Jay White and mm-hmm. uh, 
Scotta Gato and um, forgetting his name now. Uh, um, Bone Soldier and mm-hmm. Ishimori, and it's great to see those kind of contrasts because it they they show you what they have to do to take down the bigger person, and then when the bigger person makes their moves, how much it they sell it for it. Mm-hmm. I, I, they're, it's good to me. I, I personally would like them together, but they won't do that because the Super Juniors are just that. Um, who would you pick? I, I had put five teams on the survey. I put Rapongi 3K, Young Bucks, uh, Desperado, Kanemura, G.O.D., and Sonata and Evil. Um, this was actually put together before the World Tag League, so I don't know if a lot of people... Uh, if I would have put it out this early, maybe we had a more Sonata Evil. But regardless, who is your tag team of the year? Okay, my tag team of the year was uh, was Sonata and Evil, only because even beyond the normal matches that they had, mm-hmm. they've gone out, they, they did the job against the Bucks, uh, they have constantly stayed together, whether it's six-man tag, eight-man tag. Yeah. And, of course, now what they did in the World Tag League uh, was phenomenal. It's it's not my... They're not my personal favorite tag team. My mm-hmm. personal favorite tag team got screwed, but that's not the point. Um, they still... Are you referring to G.O.D.? No. Okay, who I'm referring to is? another three-letter team. Uh, KES? You bet. Okay. Okay. Davy Boy Smith. Yeah. If you follow his Twitter and watch the training he does, the man can do moves at six foot six. He shouldn't be able. No. No. (laughs) And it's not like how Michael Elgin does it or Jeff Cobb does it. He actually does it fluid. It's all fluid. And that's the difference. And say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. 